Hello, and welcome to the Heaven Bound Podcast. My name is Jason Harden. I'm here with Roger Schaus, and we are opening the Bible in search of fuel for your spiritual journey. This is where we talk about life, the way it was meant to be, and what it means to be a disciple of Jesus in the 21st century. Thanks for joining us today on the journey. Roger, we spent a lot of time in April talking about fools. We're switching gears from that, and it is the first Friday in the month of May. We've got four Fridays this month and a brand new series. We do. You know, in May, we find a lot of changes taking place. It's a time a lot of folks get married. It's a time for graduations, and it is not uncommon, especially at graduation parties, whether it's high school or college, someone to ask, what's next for you or what are you going to do next? And so what we want to do this month is just take off that little expression and talk about the next step, the next step in life. And there are a lot of different categories we want to look at. So we want to talk about what's the next step for a new Christian. Someone has just become a Christian. What's next? We want to talk about for the newly married couple. They've had their wedding. They've said their I do's. They've home from the honeymoon. What's the next step for them? We want to talk about the graduate, whether it's high school or college. And he's just <clears throat> finished up. And, and now what's the next step for him? And then for all of us, as we wrap this month up, Lord willing, we're going to talk about the final step. There will be a final step and some lessons we need to learn as we think about journeying with Jesus Christ through all these things. The next step, that's our focus this kind of month in the month of May. It is a blessing, of course, to be a part of a church family. And I think that's important for us to keep in mind as we walk through this series Maybe I'm not a new Christian. Maybe I've been walking with Jesus for a good long time, and I graduated years ago, and uh, maybe I'm, I'm not married, or I've been married for many, many, many decades. Everything that we talk about, if the Lord wills throughout this month, will touch on not just the lives of the people who are specifically in those situations, but as brothers and sisters in Christ, how can we help them? You know, we're going to start here with a new Christian, someone who is just beginning the walk of discipleship. Well, by God's design, they have steps to take. But they're not taking those steps on their own. You and I as Christians in the context of our church family here at Charlestown Road, we all play a part in helping each other get to heaven. So whomever you are, there are going to be issues, concerns, encouragements that most certainly relate to you. Roger, let's start with this new Christian. And I'm going to ask you here in just a minute about his or her next steps. Maybe a good place to start would be, well, how did this person come to be a Christian? And we're going to go back for the next few minutes to Acts chapter 2. I think it's a great passage that shows us what someone would have done in order to be a Christian. This past Wednesday, we talked about asking the right questions and seeing the right answers. Well, these people in Acts 2 asked the question, what must we do? What can we do having crucified the Son of God? 
And the apostle Peter in Acts chapter 2 verse 38 said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. Luke goes on to tell us about 3,000 people responded to this message. They were baptized. They were now disciples of Jesus Christ. Brand new journey. Roger, whether we're talking about those people then or we're talking about someone today, what is the next step for the disciple of Jesus? And what's, what's so powerful about this is Acts 2 doesn't end with the 3,000 being baptized. There's some verses that follow, and we need to pay attention to those verses. Much too often, the congregation is so excited about getting someone baptized, they get that done, and then the person's just left. And he doesn't know what he's supposed to do. They don't do anything and they don't have a good success story. And so what we want to see is the success story that takes place. So in the very next verse, verse 42 of Acts chapter two, we're going to see some layers here of what is the next step. They were continuing. Now the they is the 3000 that were baptized. So it wasn't that they got baptized and say, okay, we've done it all. There's nothing else to do. We just go about our lives and just kind of go on. No, no, there was more involved. They were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to breaking of bread, and to prayer. And right there in this verse, we're going to see three or four things that come up that's so important. One of the first things we see here is the idea of worship. They were continuing in prayer. They were continuing in the teaching of the apostles. And so one of the first things you do after you become a Christian is you start engaging in regular worship. Now, for some, that, that that's a habit you got to start. Some maybe not used to doing those things, and you just got to get in that habit. Those of us that have been Christians for decades and decades, it's it, it seems odd when we don't go to worship. You know, when we're sick and we miss time, things just do not seem right. But it took us a while to get into that mode. And so that's where it begins. Great things happen when we worship together. We remind ourselves that there is a togetherness. As Jason said, there's a church family. We remind ourselves that we need each other. But put sinner right before us, as we talked Wednesday night in our podcast, right before us is God. God is the centerpiece. And God is the reason you became a Christian. And God is the reason why your life is still here. And so you focus upon the Lord that you see there. I, I appreciate how you bring out, okay, the apostles' teaching, fellowship, breaking of bread, prayers, they were devoted to these things. This was not something that was shoved in around the margins of life as long as other things weren't, you know, just naturally crowding them out. I get the sense that, okay, I had a jar full of all sorts of rocks that made up my life, and when these people obeyed the gospel, that jar got turned upside down, all the rocks got poured out. 
God was put at the center, Jesus was at the foundation, and above all else, they were devoted to, okay, what is God teaching us? Through these apostles, they were devoted to each other, this church family that was growing, being constructed by God. They were devoted to honoring God, remembering the sacrifice of Jesus in that breaking of bread and prayers, having that relationship with God. They're hearing from God and talking to God, all of that with the fuel of devotion. That matters for the new Christian. It does. And and each of these, the idea of learning, that's the apostles' teaching, the idea of connection, there's the fellowship, the idea of worship, there's the idea of breaking of bread and prayer. All of that is essential. They didn't devote themselves just to one of them, but to all of those aspects. So, so for the new Christian, you got to get to know, know the people of that church, and that's going to be overwhelming sometimes. Lots of faces, lots of names, and and, and I can be kind of intimidated by those things, but, but it comes. And the more you come, the more you're known, the more you will know them. And these are the people that's going to love you and support you. These are people who are serious about going to heaven. These are the people you need in your life, and they are there for you. And so these very first Christians— after they were baptized, they devoted themselves to these things. And, and that's something that, that, again, must be before us as we think about that. All right. So there are certain things that I know. Uh, we talked a lot about that this past Wednesday. It's not just about how I feel, but what I know. There is a God who loves me enough to give me his son. He's communicated his teaching. He's given me his body. He's taught me how to worship and build a relationship with him. We've talked a lot about knowing certain things. Roger, what would you say are the next steps as far as growing now as a disciple of Jesus. Absolutely. You know, it's not just intake, but it's also the outtake. And and growing, you know, verse 43, the next verse says, everyone kept feeling a sense of awe. Uh, God was still before them. They were impressed with God. Verse 45 says they began selling their property and possessions and were sharing. They became generous. They started, they started helping out one another. And so as they are taking in the learning and as they are connecting with the family of Christ, they're now realizing, here's something I can add to them. Here's something I can do. And so they know, and now they're growing. They're, they're growing by helping one another become what God wants them to be. And as a new Christian, you can do that. You can do that by participating and being with others and, and learning these people and letting them become your friends as God wants you to. You know, it's interesting to me that the Apostle Peter, we talked about him in Acts chapter 2. He leads the way in sharing this good news. Of course, Peter writes two epistles, two letters in our New Testament many years later, and he talks not just about what we can know, but about how we can grow, right? That's how Second Peter ends, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And earlier in that epistle, he gives us a sense as to 
How? How can we grow? Well, it it starts with what we know, right? In in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 5, he says, For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with, listen to this, personal development, personal growth, self-control, steadfastness, godliness, brotherly affection, love. He says, if these qualities are yours and are increasing. There's not just things that you know, but areas in which you are growing, and that's what keeps you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And in in that list that Peter gives us, the one word that trickles through all of those is the word faith. Faith is there in our moral excellence. Faith is there in our knowledge, our self-control, perseverance, brotherly kindness, love. What you see through all that is faith. And so faith began very small, but it's going to grow and grow and grow. And as that grows, it's going to change you, and you're going to become what God wants you to become in these things. All right, so I can't be a disciple of Jesus without faith. That's building block stuff. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. I've got to bring the right sort of heart. That's the virtue that he's talking about. I need to grow in knowledge. Next steps as a new Christian are, okay, growing to be more and more like Jesus. But Roger, there's a third area where we really need to talk about next steps. It's not just what I know and and about me growing, but it's about me showing in the world. Absolutely, the showing aspect. And and that's demonstrated multiple ways. Uh, Jesus would say in the Sermon on the Mount, you are the light of the world. You are a city set upon a hill that cannot be hidden. He didn't say, get to that point, but he said, you are. You are the salt. You are the light. And so we show by the very principles we read about here in Peter that we are godly, that we are kind, and that we have self-control. So when I go to work, I'm a different person now, and people will recognize that. They're, they're going to see that I'm engaged in godly things. They talk about the weekends. They're going to talk about the drinking parties and this and that. I'm going to talk about worshiping. I'm going to talk about going where God's people are going to be going. And so so that's one way I'm going to do that. It, uh, among my family, among my friends, I'm going to start talking about, hey, why don't you come with me one Sunday? Why don't you come and, and see what I have found? You're going to show Jesus And so what a new Christian does is he knows, he grows, and he shows. And that is the process. That's the next step that naturally follows being a Christian. I know a lot of times relatively new Christians feel like, well, one day I will try and show others how to do what I have done, but there, there's just so much that I don't know. I love how on more than one occasion, especially in the Gospels, when someone has come to have faith in Jesus, they bring a good and an honest heart that is willing to respond to him and, and start following him. They, they have been profoundly changed, even if they haven't been following him very long. They are told things like that formerly demon possessed man in Mark chapter five was told, go home, 
Tell your friends how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. The woman of Samaria at the well in John chapter 4, she comes to have faith. She is profoundly impressed by what Jesus knows about her. And what does she do? She goes into the village and says, this man told me all that I ever did. He's awakened questions in my mind. Could it be that these are the big questions we're we're all struggling with? You don't have to know what's on every page of the Bible in order to show Jesus and have an impact on the world around you. So let me ask you a couple of questions since we're on this. Uh, what if a new disciple decides, I'm not going to take these steps? Yeah, well, that is, I think, leaning on Peter in Second Peter chapter 1, what we can begin to expect is unfruitfulness, right? A, a stunted sort of new life. If you have a new birth physically and you go to the doctor two, three, four months in and there isn't growth, there isn't development, that doctor is going to really quickly, really clearly start raising some alarms. There's, there's some deficiencies here and it's not just deficiencies, it's, it's danger here, right? There's, there's what in the medical community would be described as failure to thrive. And that's serious spiritually. Absolutely. You know, and, and if we put this over to uh, the concept of a graduation where kind of our, our theme came from, the next step. Well, here's somebody who's graduated from high school. His parents give him a graduation party. His family comes. His friends come. Someone asks him, what are you going to do next? Um, I, I'm going to just live at home and play video games. Uh, that doesn't, that doesn't go well. That's, that's not natural. That, you know, that, that's not the way it should be. It's not what you're made to do. You, you've gone through school to go to the next level, to do something else. And the same thing has God made us as disciples. Uh, the next level is not just nothing. The next level is to grow and to know and to show as God wants us to. And so that's the proper steps. And for someone not to do that, your, your growth is going to be stunted. And, you, you know, you may be a Christian 40 years in time, but you're still stuck in the first grade spiritually because you just have never developed as God wants you to develop. And that hinders the church, hinders your family, and everything around you. Now, what if somebody says, well, I want to skip those steps and go to the one beyond that? Yeah, well, (laughs) this is what I would suggest goes back to Jesus's most foundational parable, that parable of the the seed that falls on various soils. There's a reason why he describes, for instance, seed that falls on a rock and it doesn't develop roots or seed that falls among thorns and comes to be choked out by the cares and the riches and the pleasures of life. The reality is, in order to follow Jesus over the long haul, I'm going to need to develop roots. And maybe I decide, well, you know, I I, I know better than these sorts of things, or I'm interested over here in something else. Growing is slow, right? Jesus uses small, slow analogies to help us understand 
the life of discipleship. It's like a little bit of leaven that begins to work quietly and slowly in a lump of dough. Or it's like a seed that gets planted in the soil and uh, you know, we, we, we don't put those seeds down in the ground and come the next day and, and are just profoundly disappointed that we don't have tomatoes uh, on top of the ground. It's going to be slow, but Jesus is the Lord of the harvest who knows how this works, knows the roots we're going to need to endure the ups and the downs, the difficult days of life. We need to take him at his word. And and again, we understand this naturally in life. You talk to this high school graduate, what's your next step? Well, I'm going to get my Ph.D. Well, fine, but first you got to get your undergrad, then your math. You know, there's a process. You don't go from high school straight to a Ph.D. That doesn't happen. You hire in at an entry-level job, and you say, well, I I want to sit in the CEO's desk. Well, that just doesn't happen. There's a process through that. And so practically what we're talking about is spending time with your Bible every day. Practically, we're talking about worshiping on a regular basis. Practically, we're talking about praying to God. Practically, we're talking about getting connected to your church family. Those are all the natural steps that will help you get stronger fight the devil more, make the right choices in life, and be the person that God wants you to be. The next step, it's there if we'll simply take them. Next steps. There's no doubt in my mind that you know someone who is right where we've been talking about uh, throughout this episode that perhaps could be helped by this practical, basic discussion. What about the new Christian? What are his or her next steps? Maybe the best thing you could do today is just to share this episode with someone who needs to hear these basic thoughts from God's Word. Lord willing, next Friday... We'll talk about that high school or college graduate. What are the next steps? But in the meantime, Roger, thanks for joining me today. Thanks to all of you for listening to the Heaven Bound Podcast. We hope it's helped you set your mind on things above and given you a little more fuel for your journey. Always remember, when you're walking with Jesus, you're heaven bound, and the best is yet to come.